fasten your seatbelt by inserting the metal fitting into the buckle and adjust the strap so that it fits low and tight around your hips. To release, lift the faceplate of the buckle. We're brothers, we're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. All right, cut and print. Beautiful guys. Dynamite, that is... You're flying from L.A. to Germany. I'm your gracious co-pilot. Germany be the host. And this is your co-pilot, L.A. And this is your flight attendant, Dan Killer. We want to thank y'all for tuning in to another Lady McGrady episode of From L.A. to Germany and the place to be back after a week hiatus. We went out of town and shit like that. Did our little thug nizzle, you know what I'm saying? Went out of town, you know, went to Nashville, got our... Got a uh, got a honky tonk on, you know. Yeah. Oh crap. Uh oh. Oh, continue, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I had technical, technical, a little technical difficulty. Okay, no, we, we, good, we good, we good, we good, we good, we back, we back. Yeah, so we went went out of town and stuff like that. Had a you know, had a little good time. Y'all want to talk about that? I have a problem with Nashville. Look, I love everything about Nashville. Y'all are my kind of state that I would live in. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are the land of the moonshines, but for how, how can y'all stay? How can y'all close at 11 p.m.? That's why I can't understand. Well, that's I, probably because of COVID. Yeah, because everything said 3 a.m. on the times and all of they that. They got to update their times on Google because I went down to Honky Tonk, you know, expecting to get fucked up. I mean, I I don't know. Okay. Nashville to me was awesome. It was awesome. I don't want to drink any more moonshine or see another whiskey bottle for a very long time. Very long time? For a very long time. Okay. But uh, I want to say shout out to the stripper Serenity in Nashville. She took all my money. That long ponytail. Long ponytail. Once she sat in my lap, you guys, it was over. So I like Nashville. Yeah. It was, it was, it was nice. She's siphoning all of your money. It was I like, a, it was like, a, it was like a mafia wars commercial on Facebook. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? On the app, the yeah, app store. Yeah, she got me, but she was worth it. Mm-hmm. Because the rest of the other scrippers was booty. <laughs> you know. Especially. Yeah. Nah, it was, it was cool. I, it's not a lot of places that I'll go back to twice. But I definitely will go back to Nashville. Nashville. Mm-hmm. Very lit. Very lit. A lot of things happened while we was gone. What do y'all want to start off with? Oh, first of all, I want to start off with... Um, hey, listen here. If y'all looking for something good to watch, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion special came out uh, this past Thursday. It's a Saturday that we're recording this. Um, I watched it. It was super dope, super good. A lot of healing happened, a lot of memories. So if you're if you're a Fresh Prince of Bel Air fan, or even if you're not, it's a good watch. It's a good watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it was about an hour. I believe maybe an hour and a half, something like that. And they just sat around and they just talked and 
reminisced and talked about things behind the scenes and Will Smith and Janet Huber even sat down after 27 years and hashed out their differences. And it was super dope. It was super dope to see everybody there. You know, unfortunately, rest in peace, James Avery. Uh, James Avery. You know, he played Uncle Phil, but it was a good watch. So I, I encourage everybody to check that out. That's going to make you want to watch the show again. Because I know after I watched the reunion special, I wanted to go back and, you know, kind of recapture some of those memories from the show. So it was super dope. Will makes you want to watch the show, period. I mean, yes. Yes. It's not an argument. It's not up for. It's not up for debate. I feel like he want to say yes and no. It's not up for debate. It's not up for debate. It's a yes and no for me. It's a yes and no for me. I think Will initially makes you want to watch the show because it's Will Smith. It's the Fresh Prince. But I think when you get into the certain nuances of the show, you know, I I think you know I had binge watched the first two seasons these last couple of days. And um, it made me just look at certain things and it made me realize that Will wasn't my favorite character on the show. He really wasn't. Like, I felt like Carlton, I felt like uh, Hillary, Jeffrey, um, Uncle Phil. Like, I felt like they had a bigger role than Will. I felt like Will was Will. You know what I mean? How dare you? It is not up for debate. We watched the show because of Will. Any you initially watched the show because, yes, of the Fresh Prince. But when you get in, like I'm saying, when you get into the certain nuances of the show, I just felt like his character was a, a huge character for the show. But we can't discount all those other characters that made the show. If no, you don't we're not have discounting them. Yeah, but if you if you don't have a Carlton, if you don't have a Jeffrey, if you don't have an Uncle Phil, if you don't have a Hillary. If you don't have an unviv, it really makes you not really want to watch the show. I, I I couldn't watch that show just based off of Fresh Prince alone. I just couldn't. I could. I could. I don't think I, he was funny on the show. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't think I could watch it off of the strength of just him. I think that all those other moving parts. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like watching. Like it's a difference. Like with Martin, I felt like Martin is funny by himself. I feel like you could watch Martin with Martin alone and I could still laugh because Martin's just stupid. He do all them different characters and all of that, right? But when you come to a show like Fresh Prince, you have Will Smith who is one character. You know, he's this roughneck kid from West Philadelphia, you know, born and raised. And he comes in and you see his transition, which is super dope. But him getting into it with Carlton, that's, come on. I disagree. I, I mean, I like, Will Smith is the draw-in when it comes to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I do agree with Jeremy. Once you do start watching it, you do start getting attached to the other characters. What is Aunt Viv, Hillary. The original yeah. Aunt Viv. The original, the right, one, the original. Yeah, the second one. Was no the disrespect to Daphne Reed, but the second one. Like, mm. Ashley Banks, her getting her music. Will Smith breaking into the radio station and playing her single over and Tell over and over again. Tell me playing with my mind, but... <laughs> And, and, and of course the late great uncle phil you know that scene with who all uh, who that, all funny moments came from arguments with will right but that's true. The, but there are some moments in there the scene with will smith and his father on the screen was well, play father on the screen uh you know that wasn't that wasn't scripted 
And you know, you look at those moments. Everybody can relate to, especially anybody that can relate to that didn't have a father growing up. You know, it draws you. Know what you, was the cool thing about you that in. particular scene? Uh, Will was saying that how he wanted. He was like, because James Avery was this like six foot, you know, three hundred plus pound guy, and just this, just this force to be reckoned with. Just a true thespian. He was like, he wanted him to be proud of him. He wanted him to feel like, okay, this guy can act. He says. Um, he said they shot the scene. They were shooting the scene first. He messed up on his lines. And and Will said he like kind of spazzed out. I was like fuck, fuck, fuck. And then um, James Avery was like, "Hey, get it together, get it together. You look at me, use me, use me." And then that's the scene that we ended up getting. And he says that um, when he embraces him, James Avery whispering in his ear, and he said, "Now, son, that's acting." And he said he just started bawling even more. That is just those. That's just a cool. Story, you know, because that scene was so powerful for that show. One of the most powerful scenes to me. I think it's what when you think of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, that's the scene that's going to come up the most. It's what's going to symbolize what's going to symbolize Fresh Prince the most. Yeah, I mean, look, Fresh Prince is yeah, it is meant to be funny. But when we're talking about well, when no, people, I'm not when, saying that it's meant. That's not the no, most. no. What I'm saying is when people, when people, when you ask people, what do you remember most? About Fresh Prince of Bel Air, that scene is going to come up because that's the scene that I resonated with the most. What about you? The Watching scene. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> what scene you? The scene that I resonated with the most. Yeah, there's what? a lot of scenes that I like. Which one with do you think was more powerful than that? You, you mean know? more powerful than that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, can you think of it off the top of your head? When Will got stopped by the police. Oh, when that first got, season. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. he got shot. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's to every. I think it's to everybody that's different. Because when you say, when I think of the first Prince of Bel Air, that is not the first scene that comes to mind. Right. The first scene that comes to mind is when he got stopped by the police and called him for the first, first time. time realized, had to realize realized that he you was are, black. You still are a black dude. Yeah. That's one of the scenes that registers to and me. And that's a powerful scene. Mm-hmm. When he, even when Will got shot, yeah. that's one of the scenes that comes to my mind. Right, Not right. that one. I'm sorry. Yeah, because yeah. he took the gun away from Carlton. The 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 car scene, and that happened in the first season. That was super dope because if you remember, at the end of that episode, um, Carlton asked his dad. He's like, "Hey, dad, um, if you saw uh, somebody driving 20 miles per hour, would you um, would you stop them?" And then he said, I, I asked myself that same, same question, question when I got stopped the first time. And he's like, I would. I would. And, 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 that, and that is a culture shock because you got to think about at that time, you had, you talking about going from, you know, Will Smith, you know, Alfonso Ribeiro, uh, Karen Parsons. You talking about they, they was born late 60s. You know what I'm saying? So late 60s, early 70s. So you got to think about it. They came in on the tail end of, um, of the civil rights movement and all these things happening. And I can only put myself, I can only ask the question is like, think about how many kids born in the late 60s, early 70s who was born into money. You know what I'm saying? Raised, you know, there's a Carlton in Bel Air, there, you know what I'm saying. So it made sense because it's like, dang, you got a lot of these people that grow up, and that's anywhere in the country. I would say in this country, where you grow up wealthy, and then you don't realize because you don't experience 
black things. I think we was having a conversation about this last week about, you know, just racism here in our own city, you know, and I have a totally different take versus you. Yeah. Because, so, you know, but and, when you, and so that's super dope. And that yeah. scene, that, that, I feel like that scene is more powerful than the father scene because the father scene with me, a lot of kids go through that. A lot True. of kids grew up without their father, right. but not everybody gets to. Ex- not everybody experiences racism, True. and that's why it's hard for people to understand. Sometimes you have to experience it exactly. to go through to it go to, through to it. see what people are talking about. Yeah. And so when I seen that, I knew I already knew how Will felt because, like I said, I've experienced racism. Right. I've experienced it a lot, and I didn't experience it till I got grown as a kid. I, I never saw. I didn't see color till I got grown, right. and people started being racist towards me but that scene is more powerful to me because i'm like that doesn't happen to everybody and not a lot of other people understand where will was coming from i'm trying to tell you that hey we're two black guys in bel air in this nice car yeah. they're gonna stop us but yeah. so it didn't register and call because like you said he was born in bel air yeah. all he knew was bel air yeah so mm-hmm. that scene is just more rememberable for me because i was like dang I know how we'll feel when you have because, a friend I mean, like that that just don't understand. Yeah, because he grew up because Will grew up in a totally different environment than Carlton. Yeah. Carlton was born into wealth as far as you know, getting fed with a high, you know, with a silver spoon. Will grew up in Philly. You get what I'm saying? Where he had to experience, he had to, he went through all. It's of not that. even that he grew up in Philly because there's nice parts of Philly. And there's nice parts, but I'm, he grew up in the inner city, you know. And Will, it's not even that Will grew up. This is about Carlton. Carlton yeah. grew up that's, in Barrel yeah. Air. That, that's that episode the, yeah. wasn't even about Will. Will. It was it about, about Carlton. Carlton. Yeah, Super dope. so that's why I said that's a more powerful scene to me because. Yes, Will, when he was crying about his father, I understand that, but a, a lot of people, a lot of kids go, through, go that. through that. Right. Not everybody experiences racism. racism. So right. that's the difference. And not everybody experiences a gun. And not everybody's yeah. experienced a gun being pulled out of them or yeah. them being shot. So those two scenes right there yeah. are more powerful to me. Definitely. I think that, um, Shoot, that show just has so many memorable moments. It was just the best show ever. It's not a for debate. It has so many life lessons. It's not a for debate. One of the episodes that I liked the most was the speed episode where he had that speed and Carlton ended up taking it. He got sick. And then he, you know, that that episode, I remember that episode vividly like, dang, you know? And you could tell at that moment that Will was just trying to be, you know what I'm saying? Like he he wasn't trying to hurt nobody and stuff. And that's when I feel like you started seeing the character shift f- from Will. Because Will's character, he started off as this rough, rough around the edges kid. And he turned into this responsible young man, you know, once the show ended. So you really saw the true progression. If anything, the, if if you was to say that Will was the most important character, I would agree with you to this extent. Because he transitioned. Like, I think him and Hillary had the biggest transitions throughout the whole show. Because I feel like Carlton stayed the same. Same, yeah. Carlton didn't really change. Yeah, Carlton got more aware. Ashley grew up. You know what I'm saying? But, it, but and Hillary, you know, she kind of she kind of grew up and matured. But Will had the biggest transformation. He had a full 180 from this rough around the edges kid until this responsible young man. You know, and... 
And I think that that's I think that that's super dope. All right, so we had a little discussion about that. Okay, now we gonna talk about what I want to talk about. Y'all ready? Sure. All right, so we are gonna start this off. Y'all know I love rap music, but we are gonna start this off. Rest in peace to rapper Mo Three. He was shot in Dallas. Uh, I think about a week ago. Was it about a week ago? A couple ago? Of weeks ago. Cause uh-huh. I just had a funeral. Yeah. yeah. So he passed away not too long ago. You know, rest in peace to him. Um, it's crazy. It, the and whole, Boosie got shot at Big T too. Yeah, then Boosie got shot mm. at Big T. So, you know, it, I just want to say let's let's just end this. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. As black men, I don't know what you're trying to prove. But somewhere down the line, this has got to stop. Because mm-hmm. within a week, within a week, two rappers shot, killed, shot, killed. For no reason, over saying. Then when you hear the story, I don't want to get deep into the stories on either rapper because I don't know the whole story. I, it's a lot of stuff being said, but we don't know the truth. Only they know the truth. Right. I don't get it, and it's all in the music. It's all in the music. So you know, rest in peace to him. I really like Mo Three, and you know, hopefully, this hopefully it'll stop but i don't think it will no nope. <laughs> real real talent real talented guy um and one of the you know if anybody knows you know i do music and everybody knows how hard it is to make a name for yourself in dallas texas it's just you know if you're one of the lucky ones to get get noticed on a on a, a nationwide scale you're you know you're doing good because you're besides doing- besides you know, before Mo Three and Yellow Beezy and all of them, you besides DOC, you didn't you really, really didn't know of any yeah. rappers and any artists. Honestly, besides Erica Badu, she's probably the biggest, the biggest artist. artist. Big yeah, in Dallas. you know. So you talking about before? You know, before this new wave of Yellow Beezy and uh, Tri Boy Freddie and um, Mo Three, Mo Three. And- you really just had DOC and Erica Badu. So everybody, you know, when you're able to make it out of Dallas, you know, on on that thing, you really like Mo Three said. I was watching an interview with him. He said you really got it out the gutter if you're able to get noticed from Dallas, Texas, because it's just super hard. Yeah. It's super hard. No. So you know, shout out to uh, Mo Three. I know his kids gonna be taken care of. Yeah, because he owned all his masters. Yeah, I just want to send my condolences out to him. But what I really want to talk about. <laughs> is that versus battle? I did not get to watch the versus battle because me either. So I tell was, me what happened. I didn't get to watch oh, it. Oh, yeah, God. I didn't get to watch it because I was too busy handling business. But I did, you know, watch parts of it. You know what I'm saying? And both artists, both artists go hard. I like Gucci Man and I like Jeezy, but we all know I'm Team Jeezy. I've been Team Jeezy since. Since he came out, I ain't never just been like, oh, Gucci, Gucci this, Gucci this. I ain't really start bumping Gucci till like 20, I'll say 20, the end of 2017 is when I really start. And I was bumping his new stuff, some of his newer stuff that came out. So like I said, I like both artists, but anybody that know me know Jeezy all day. So I just thought it was an interesting battle because I just feel like they're two totally different people they're two totally different people like Jeezy's mindset has always been on some own girl type shit 
versus Gucci Man, I feel like Gucci Man just, you know, Gucci Man is all about that uh, party life, the stunt life. Right. I got the money, I got the jewelry. I, that's what he raps about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus Jeezy, you ever heard Dreams with him and Keisha Cole? Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's some, When you see that music video and they ask that little boy, <clears throat> when you turn 18, what do you want to be? He said, shit, I want to be alive. That's some real shit. Mm-hmm. So that's the. I feel like they're just two totally different rappers. They're two totally different rappers. They rap about two different subjects. They thank you. That's just how I feel. So when I seen it, I was like, I knew this was gonna happen because of the prior beef they had when So Icy came out. Uh, when they first came out, but I was just like, I now to be honest with you, I did not think Jeezy was going to win. Why? Because let's be honest. I, I'm be real about this. Jeezy fan or not, Gucci has a wider, wider catalog and a bigger fan base. base yeah. I can honestly say that. It's a lot of people that Gucci bro all day, ten seventeen all day. And think about it. The people that are Jeezy fans are, are people like me who liked him when he first came out. Trapping ain't dead, Jeezy. You see what I'm saying? Because you gotta think about it. Even when Gucci was locked up, he never faded out. Gucci man never faded out. Because how many, how I'm many, here. how many, how many mixtapes he put out get from jail? Exactly, and yeah. them hoes was just, he was just coming out, just banging, just <laughs> do do do. So I give he was, Gucci he was that. Making, he was making money from jail. Gucci hasn't died not since he came out. Jeezy did, and that's that's why I. That's a that's a difference. That's the difference, and I honestly thought that Gucci was gonna win, but when I checked the results this morning. It said Jeezy was the winner. And I'm like, who? Who? Okay, so if you Ooh. think if it was only, let's just say hypothetically, Jeezy never fell off from the time he came out. Do you think it would have been a a closer battle as far as burst? I, I, it was it was close already. But what I'm saying is, do you think it would have been a tie? Jeezy would have no. I think Jeezy would have won off top. Okay. I think we wouldn't have been worried about G because, like I said, when I heard about the versus battle. When I first heard about the versus battle, I'm like, oh, Gucci gonna win. Right, right. Because I, you know, let's be real. Gucci got the hits. Mm-hmm. Gucci got the hits. Yeah, Gucci, Gucci does have a wide But lyrically, that's lyrically, Jeezy, Jeezy can Jeezy get do. Gucci. I remember the recession. I remember when he was in Boys. Soul Survivor with Akon. Exactly. Me okay. Come on. Now this Jeezy we talking about. Like, I remember when he was in Boys in the Hood. Thank you. you know Snowman. <laughs> like, he the recession. I like the recession is still one of my favorite albums. Yes, I think yes. to me if we had to if we had to put down his catalog, I think it's in the top three because he put the album out at the time. I think it was two thousand eight when it came out, where everything stock market economy was going to shit, and you know he made music that just uplift people throughout that time. He did. He did. Like I said, I think if Jeezy would have kept, you know, putting out music consistently during that time period that he did, like, he just fell off musically. We ain't talking about his business, but he just fell Fell off off musically. musically. I mean, sometimes with certain artists, you get to the point where you're so, I'm going to say you're so much larger than life, but you're so much big. Like Rihanna, for instance. She don't have to make music anymore. But she needs to. (laughs) Of course. Hey, look. (laughs) <laughs> I, I look. I I want to. I love you, Rihanna. I one hundred percent agree with you. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. If you was in her shoes and you built this empire to where you're making money off your, oh, I know. Yeah, you don't have to make music anymore. You it's the same thing with Jeezy. It's like, look, I don't got nothing to prove to these cats anymore. I've gave everything that I have to the game. It's the same thing with Ti. Ti is another one. You ain't got to put out another album. 
I, I listen to, you know, uh, Urban Legend. You know what I'm saying? I listen to trap music. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to prove shit to me. I understand how I say you wanted the grace. You know what I'm saying? Jeezy's in that same class. Jeezy just... Jeezy just a different type of dude. Right. And it's like with him, you know... I don't know. I just... When when I heard Jeezy, then I heard Gucci, I be like, I know Jeezy about that. Like, yeah. All I know about Gucci is Gucci was locked up for a long period of time. But you never know... Never... Do you, I, I'm trying to figure out... Like, yeah, Gucci was locked up, but I never really... Gucci was locked up for a long time. You remember because when he came out, everybody thought he was a clone. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Like a, holo, like a hologram, like yeah. Tupac or something, you know. Yeah, Gucci was, and he was, Gucci uh, was locked up in one of the, uh, he was locked up in one of the most, uh, what do you call it? Was it federal prison? No. It's like where they have heavy security. Like heavy, oh, heavy high, security. so it's like high, high, maxi- high, high maximum yeah. security. Yeah. yeah, maximum security. That's what it was. So that's that's the only thing that I know about Gucci is that he's been locked up for a really long time. I don't know why. I really don't care why. And that's what, and that's a, and that's yeah. the question I was gonna get to because I never really understood why he was locked up. I mean, I don't really care why he I got mean, yeah, locked yeah. up because that ain't none of my, you know. Right, right. It, it it doesn't excite me, you know. But Gucci is a very good rapper. And like I said, Gucci had Gucci still ain't died out. No, no, no. He said he's still making music. Gucci makes them hits, so he's I would give him he's that. Still making music. I was just surprised, to be honest with you. I was very surprised that Young Jeezy won that battle. Jeezy won. They said right. the final score, Jeezy, and I'm like, see, because he's more lyrical. Right. He he, Jeezy. I feel like Jeezy has both. I got songs that'll make you turn up. And then I got songs that'll make you just sit down and think, li- listen to. For it's Gucci, Gucci more swag. It's like swag music, Turn swag up. money, money all trap stuff. music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you can't with me. I can't listen to Gucci all day. I can listen to Jeezy all day and not get a headache. Yeah, I, I no offense, you. but yeah, you know. I mean, I think if it came down to lifetime achievement award. If we were we putting that between Gucci Man and Young Jeezy, I think Young Jeezy will win a hand down. It's the snowman. Yeah, Trapping ain't dead. What you mean? <laughs> yeah, that that's just me. I think he will win the lifetime. If they ever decide to do a lifetime achievement award, I think Young Jeezy will win a hand down. So, yeah, uh, I'm I'm happy that Jeezy won. My boy won. You know, Trapping ain't dead. Snowman forever. But, you know, big ups to Gucci. Like I said, Gucci... Gucci is that he's the evil one, the evil genius. Oh yeah, no, no, I knew he had it. You know, anytime you have an ice cream cone on your face, I mean, yeah, like that, that officially is like make you crazy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like it's like, yeah, I ain't finna touch this nigga. This nigga got an ice cream cone. It's not even a regular cone. It's a waffle cone. Fuck no, I ain't finna tell. I ain't finna mess with. And I can (laughs) honestly say, Gucci did make a layout. For some of these new rappers, like yeah. if you hear some, I was of gonna this, say that I was gonna say that he has the biggest cultural he does. impact. That, he and that's why biggest. I said you can't. That's why I was shocked that Jeezy won because I'm like Gucci got them hits, man. Let's not forget Gucci got hits from fucking '05 to now, nigga. Gucci got hits, man. Mm-hmm. So he, every, yeah, Gucci up there, but Jeezy, Jeezy solid. I put it that way. Yeah, he very solid. It was a great battle. And he won. Y'all, all of, let me just state this real quick. I got to say this. Everybody that I have chose this year has won. Brandy won. LeBron 
one, Jeezy, <laughs> one. All of my niggas are winning this shit. You know, this is so tight. <laughs> okay, we How did I know she was going to serious? It? Yes. Brandy won. I saw that, I, I saw that LeBron coming. LeBron did not win. Excuse me? Huh? Excuse me? What happened? I mean, because we can start this conversation. No, we don't need to start. We can definitely start this conversation because we didn't go to game seven. (laughs) You know, (laughs) we didn't go. We won. (laughs) We won. (laughs) See you guys (laughs) next year. Gosh. Gosh, I feel like I've missed. I had to step out for a second. I feel like I missed the whole Jeezy and Gucci conversation. It sounded good from what I was hearing. But um, yeah. The fuck? Okay, we're gonna keep that. We're gonna keep that for um. We're gonna keep that for things that popped off this year. <laughs> how did you um? How did you feel about the Magic Stallion album? Oh, okay. So, Megan the Stallion put out a new album. Good news. I think it was released yesterday. Yeah, it was released yesterday. I listened to it. Um, to be honest with you, I'm not really feeling it as of right now. It could change in the next couple of days because I still haven't listened to every song. I listened to a few songs and I was just like, okay. When I hear the album though, I'm just like, okay, it's another Megan Thee Stallion. Mm. It's it's another, it's it's another Megan Thee Stallion song. Mm. Like it's it's to the, maybe it's to the point where it's getting predictable, but it's kind of like okay. I mean, she raps about the same thing. Well, all rappers rap about the same thing. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of hard not to rap about yeah, the same exactly. thing. Yeah, but, but you know, like some toppers are just annoying as shit. Than most, I I'll just put it that way. Like I said, the album only came out yesterday. It hasn't really. You got to give it a week. You know, cause think about mo like okay, with uh everybody knows that I'm a diehard Rihanna fan, yeah. okay. But when Rihanna came out with "Only Girl in the World," mm-hmm. when Loud came out, I fucking hated that song when it came out. I was like, when my friend used to play it, I'd be like, turn it off. Now mm-hmm. that is my favorite Rihanna song in the whole wide so, world. So what you so so that's why I said it, it could have, grow. It could grow. On it you. could grow. Now that body song, I'm gonna be honest with you. I do not like that song. It is annoying as hell. Just body yada 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 yada. I can't. I can't get past that part. I ain't gonna even lie. The video, I like the video, but as far as the song, that that body part is annoying as hell. I don't like that. No. So body wasn't that really wasn't that's one of the songs I skip over. But give it a week and maybe maybe yeah, maybe, maybe it might be here in a different. But tune. as of right now, it's not bad, but it's not like it's oh, not like it's go. not like you gonna put this on repeat. No, it's not like uh, the new City Girls album. Okay. Oh, I, I gotta I, cause okay, the new City Girls album I can just go to. Okay, I'm gonna listen to this, then I'm gonna listen to this because it's a good album. But with, it's not like with Megan. I go listen to Sugar before I go listen to Good News. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Enough said on that. Yep. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about things that popped off this weekend. Or oh no, we... not yet, not yet. Um, what was I gonna say? Dang, I was gonna say something. Oh, I did hear you talking about Rihanna. Rihanna don't need to put out no new album. Yes, she does. No, she don't. Yes, she does. <laughs> and I'm it. only saying that because I'm delusional. But Rihanna needs to put out. Another album. Like Look, this. and then Rihanna Navy, we will be okay. We just want one more <laughs> album. Y'all we just need, want 
One more. Y'all do not need another album, okay? At all. You didn't need B7, but she put it out for you. No, hold on one second. See, see, yeah. <laughs> hold on one second. That was totally, that was totally different, okay? Yeah. Rihanna gave y'all four or five years of back-to-back albums, okay? Back-to-back albums. It doesn't matter. Every November, the Navy had a new album. Because okay? Music of the Sun doesn't count. What? It doesn't count. Why? Because that's when Rihanna first came out. That was her starter pack album. So that album doesn't this count. Funny, <laughs> this is funny. Everybody has starter a starter pack, pack album. Is, like Chris Brown's starter pack album. Like it counts, but not really. So you got Chris You don't Brown think that first album counts? Chris Brown no, you don't get what I'm saying when it's. No, I get, I get what you're it's saying. It's the starter pack. You know, The starter pack is what gets you to like the artist, but you be like, oh, it was okay, you know, but time, what's next? Most of the time, I ain't shit in their starter pack. You know Thank you. That's all. Think about it. who just really plays music of the sun besides Pundi replay. Be honest with yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm a Rihanna fan. Nobody played that. The second. Nobody one plays that. Or the second one. Or the second we album. Ride, I'm telling. Last time I heard. That used to be my jam. Last time I heard music under the sun, I think it was on BET 106 and Park, Is and that he? was many, 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 many years ago. You know. So that's all I'm saying. It's just certain. It's certain uh, albums. It's probably certain Brandy albums that don't get played. Oh. Hell yeah, the Human album. See, oh, see, human albums, even, yeah, I didn't we like don't that. even play Human. We forget that album even exists. See, <laughs> yeah. see, so that's what I'm saying. Rihanna just just for the like, Navy, please. Like she would have been better off naming for the Navy six instead of B seven. Like, you only got six albums, yeah. right? Human doesn't count, right? The reason the reason I feel like Rihanna don't need to put out a new album because I felt like. Anti was a great album, and I felt like she left off on such a high, uh, such a high note. It's kind of like how Icast was when Speaker Boss Love Below came out. They didn't put out another album. I mean, they did the I, uh, you know, the Idlewild soundtrack, but I'm, we don't really count that. But they didn't really put out another album after that one, and I felt like that was the biggest album that year. If you remember, that Outcast album was the biggest album yeah, it was. for like 03, 2002, So. I feel like when you leave on such a high note, why come back to give yourself subpar? And I'm not saying, I'm not even saying that Rihanna will come back and won't have that same, have that same uh, success. But I just feel like you left on such a high note. Like you finish, it's like getting to the end of the race, right? And you finish at such a peak. You know what I'm saying? That it can't be fucked with. And that's how I feel. No. Well, certain no. albums is just untouchable. No. Untouchable. Yeah. No. You promised us R8, goddamn it. We want it. And you know what's crazy? She probably be listening to it all the time. She probably time. do. I think that's why we're so hurt. It's not because it's the fact that Rihanna kept saying, I'm going to put out R8. I'm but you gotta, to put but out you gotta, R8. You got to think about it like this, too. If she puts out that album, y'all going to want a tour. Well, right. I feel like she owes everybody on a tour. You have you ever gone to a Rihanna concert? Nope. Exactly. Exactly. Rihanna has canceled on me more than once. I've had to reschedule more than once. So that's why I'm just like, as a fan, for some of the stuff that you have done, mm-hmm. that could just be at least 
That's all we ask is the R.A. album that you kept promising us. Just like when you promised us this and we didn't get it. That's just how we feel. You don't understand it's like, how it feels to be. How would you I feel? No, 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 no. You don't understand. Yes, how do. would you feel if Brandy promised you something and she didn't come through with it? I've been said. I've been there. How would you feel? We've been talking about this album for eight years. How would you feel if you spend money, <laughs> you spend money on a concert, and then you get ready, you get all ready, and then come to find out your best friend texts you, oh, Rihanna cancels again. It's, you canceled That already. happened to me. <laughs> it's almost like Dr. Dre when he came, he kept saying he's going to come out with a detox album, <laughs> and that album never came out. Never came out. Never came out. I'm happy he came out with Compton, though. But the detox album, <laughs> where was it? Well, just put Rihanna, it on the shelf. Rihanna, if you hear me, this is one of your biggest fans. I would really appreciate it if you if go you ahead. put out that goddamn album. Go ahead and put out R.A. because we need you. We need you for the culture. For the culture, you are the queen. <laughs> Rescue me. Rescue Rihanna. I feel like if Rihanna did put out an album soon, mm-hmm. it would save the music industry because she's mm-hmm. that amazing. Don't argue with me. Next topic. <laughs> God, I'm about to say my ass. It's like, mm, okay. Anyway. We got a navy in full effect. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, <laughs> save the music industry. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's going. Well, I said, don't <laughs> argue with me. Next topic. Let's not get a little hasty. Next topic. Just like LeBron gonna save the NBA. Next topic. Oh. Gosh. <laughs> Gosh. Yo, y'all, okay? So, this is a little side note here. I'm really trying my best not to get this new iPhone, man, okay? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's like the new one come out, and it's like, you know, honestly, you don't need it, but then you just want it. That's where I'm at. That's where you at? That's where. I see you getting a new iPhone. Damn it. I, I see me getting a new phone service before I get a new iPhone. That's why I, that's why I see myself. iPhones are like Jordans though. You could collect them. They're co- I feel like they're collector items. Like, you, yeah. Let me tell you something. You can collect them. You can refurbish them. You can turn them in. You can turn keep, them into keychains. You know what's crazy? All my friends keep texting me like, "Hey, I just got the new one." And I'm like, "Stop rubbing it in my face." But see, see, I ain't like that. I'm like my friend texts me, yo, I just got the new iPhone. I'll be like, who gives a shit? You think I want three, four cameras on the back of my phone? No, I'm good. Well, for give, the, me, give me one in the back. Give me one in the front. That's all I need. Well, for the feel that we getting into, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel like it's relevant for us, you know? Probably not for you, but for me and Dank But love. definitely, if I could have six cameras on the back of this bitch, I would. Exactly. And they all be different focal lengths, my nigga. Big facts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I've been sitting here rapping, trying to wrap my head around it because I keep looking at my phone and I'm like, don't get me wrong. I really like my phone. Like, I don't have no issues with my phone. But for some reason, my mind's telling me no. Uh-oh. But my pocket, my pocket, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that new iPhone 12. I don't want to hurt nobody. <laughs> but it's something that I must confess. Yeah. 
see nothing wrong. Hey, we're getting the new iPhone. We're getting the new iPhone. Nothing wrong. Hey, see, I know just what I want. But I know it's not what I need, but just bring that iPhone to me right now. Oh, oh my God. Make sure it has a screen protector over it. Let, let me ask you a question. Do you think you go harder on clothes or harder on electronics? Harder on electronics. Like, like purchase-wise. I'm going to say harder on clothes just because, okay. you know, my appearance when I step out is important to me. And it's important for me to match. I mean, with electronics, yeah, they, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I, I clean up electronics too. But if I had to pick the most important one, yeah, it's clothes. You know, I got a lot of sneakers, as y'all both know. No, he said, we, yeah, well, yeah, you do go hard. Well, I feel like with clothes, though, you can always get a bargain on clothes. Electronics True. is yeah. hard to get a bargain. It's hard to get a bargain. So if you do see an electronic cheap, okay, we can get that now versus, okay, I know that shirt is everywhere and it's going to be on sale somewhere. Exactly. Or I mm-hmm. can find another shirt that looks like it. So that's why I go harder for electronics sometimes because I know with clothes, you can get a bargain. You can get a deal. Yes. Big, big time. Big time. And then, too, I don't really care what brand I'm wearing as long as it looks good. That's all that matters to me. I mm-hmm. agree. Only, well, except when it comes to my shoes. I like clean <laughs> shoes. <laughs> I do. Shoes are awesome. That's true. You know, too. I had to calm down because, you know, I'm collecting weight. And it's in. crazy. As a kid, I used to always tell myself, like, when I. When I came into my preteens and like, you know, cell phones and stuff first mm-hmm. came out, I used to always tell myself, I'm going to have clean ass shoes and a clean ass phone. A clean ass phone? I mean, yeah. Clean ass shoes, clean, clean ass, ass phone. phone. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that, was goal, that was goals back then. You know what I'm saying? Big goals. <laughs> Big goals. I, I, think, I think for me, uh, it's probably, um, I have to think, like, it probably be, uh, what you call it? Clothes? Not no. I think it'll be electronics for me. Electronic. Yeah, yeah, it is. I've seen you in guitars. Mm-hmm. In, what is that guitar center? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You went to the guitar center one. Oh you yeah. Bought that microphone. Oh yeah, you yeah. did. I'm, I've been to the guitar center with him. It's no. It's like heaven. It's, it's like candy it's like for kid, the him. It's yeah. like kid in a candy mm-hmm. store. Because I see so much stuff, but I always tell people it's always beneficial to you know what I'm trying to you know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do, you know. So it, it always it always works out. That's what I always tell people. It always works out. You know, I don't just be buying stuff. But yeah, no, that Pacific Blue is calling me. You know, calling they me. all be calling you. Journey, journey. I be trying to stop, but it just be calling me, calling me. I be trying to stop, and they be calling me, calling me all the time. They be calling me. <laughs> like right now, as we're doing this podcast, I'm looking at it like, that's sad. It's a problem. I don't need it. I don't need it. But yeah, I think me and you, we go harder on our electronics. Then he goes harder on his clothes. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Even though, like, with shoes, and this is the crazy thing about shoes, I didn't really get into shoes until much later in life. Mm -hmm. I consider you you a late bloomer. Yeah, I didn't really, even though I do love sneakers, I love shoes, but I haven't, like I said, I, I didn't really get into it back then like that. And Cause I remember it was a time like when I was younger and stuff, and I said I will 
um, I was like, I will never buy no hundred dollar shoes or something like that. It was a point when I said that. And then once I started it, it was over. It was over. You got hooked. Once you collect your first pair of sneakers, you're hooked. And then you're like, dang, I want, I want every, more. Uh, yeah, I want every colorway. Every this co- shoe I have right here. I got this shoe in literally every colorway that is made. I love the shoe. I think I was, we're all like that. You think so? Mm-hmm. Because I be one like, okay, y'all know my one of my favorite shoes is Vans. Yeah. And I like the high type ones with the checkerboard on the back. So me, I be one of them hoes in every color. Every color. Mm-hmm. For every different occasion. Yeah. That's how fucking, I feel like that's how weird I am though. Right. And people be like, why I mean, would you not the only say, one. I, I yeah, like, don't want to Somebody have, like, did tell color. me that because when I told them I have that in like five or six different colors, they like, why would you want the same shoe? I was like, A, it's a comfortable shoe. I like the way it looked on my foot. And then three, I just want to be able to switch it up when I can. That's why I said I think that's in us because most yeah. people tell me I'm weird for I'm like, how? I want that particular shoe in a different color. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's weird at all. I do the same thing. Yeah, but most people tell me, like, that's weird. Most people don't do that. Like, they'll just pick one color and then pick another shoe model. I think with us, we like the shoe model and we want right. it in a different color. Right. Facts, facts. You know, that's that that's that hall swag. <laughs> Absolutely. So y'all want to do things that popped out this uh week? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, things that popped out this week. First thing, uh Halle Berry details her having her first orgasm at eleven. That's weird. Uh at eleven. Yeah. What? <laughs> Was she playing with herself? Like how did the that's, story- that, that's a good question. Let me <laughs> Look that let up. me give y'all <laughs> let me give y'all the uh, what they call it the Carfax. Okay, she says, I remember my first orgasm. I did it to myself. Okay. Oh yeah, so you was playing with yourself. She okay. was like, uh what she say? Figuring out my sexuality like most girls. Um and then she was like, I feel bad for myself. Maybe I gave it to myself. I'm like the fuck, but that that's, doesn't even sound detailed. That don't, yeah. that don't sound detailed at all. What all it says, all you, you said, uh, what it did feels you say, like a, Jeremy? It, you said a lot of shit, but you didn't make any sense. sense. It feels, yeah. it feels more like a clickbait. It's like Halle Berry had a first first orgasm at eleven. You want to click on that shit immediately because you're trying to know the details, and then you just get duped. It's like a full full error found, like. Come on now, you kids can't say that and not and leave not leave out all the details. You get what I'm saying? You gotta get you gotta you gotta give me something. There was no details. There was no detail. It was just uh, that was a what do you call it? And uh She started she started talking maker. about she started talking about other stuff. I'm like, come on, okay. All right, I could have I could have deal without that one. I could have deal without that one. It was another one. Okay, so Scooter Braun sells Taylor Swift's Masters for $300 million. And, of course, Taylor Swift is upset. We've talked about this before on this podcast, and this is what I keep telling people. When you sign a record deal, if you do not own your Masters then, then at the end of the day, the record label owns the Masters. You can't be upset at another celebrity or another music mogul buying your stuff like i i just i'm sorry taylor but how how can you sit there and be upset like well they because apparently she's saying she tried to buy them back um 
said that his his team would not give up disclose the price that they was willing to give while other people bid it on them. I'm like, that's just that's regular practices. It's yeah. like if you got the if you got I mean, the regular, most loot, if you got the most loot, like hey, I give you half a billion dollars for Taylor Swift's masters, then you'll get it. But they're never going to tell you, oh well, we'll sell it for this. Why would they do that when they can get more money? That is a business practice. That's not somebody doing something to you. There's no different. There's no different than Michael Jackson buying the Beatles catalog uh, back in in '84. You know what I'm saying? You know, him and Paul talking, oh, they probably go for roughly $50, $60 million. Michael had that at that time. And he bought that along with a whole lot of other stuff. So with that being said, it's nothing but business, okay? You get in a position when you sign a record deal, you're hoping to make enough money to get enough success to re, to, to be able to, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Be able to use that money or use your success to then buy back the work that you've done. But if you don't want to sell your masters, you need to be independent, plain and simple. You can't sign a record uh, deal. And what's crazy is, is Taylor came into the game at a time where that was the norm. You have a lot of artists now that are walking into deals now owning a masters outright because the music business has changed. Change, yeah. But at that time, that was the trade-off for fame, success. We're going to own your catalog. That's just that's just the way it goes. Why are we consistently still having this conversation about it? It's almost it like she too. don't understand. And before the music industry changed, I mean, that's how record labels have been operating for years. For years. And so, then, yeah. too, like I tell people, it ain't, it's, it ain't even about a record label. It's just common sense. You record in my house. You use my stuff. Mine. Duh. Yeah. And it's like they don't get that. Yeah. Think about it. If you had to go out and think about it, Taylor Swift had to go out and use her own money yeah. to go book these producers and book these sessions at these recordings. She probably didn't have them. The label yeah. had, had the to. money. The so why are you money. getting mad when they if put the label money give you in, an advance? If yeah, that's just, and that's they just put like, money into you so exactly. they don't expect it back. Because yeah. a lot of people don't realize each record she probably put out, them records probably cost probably three million dollars to make them records that's just recording recording find yeah, a producer, studio time studio man. time that all has to be recouped by the label like for instance uh kanye a few weeks ago kanye uh a few weeks ago was on that bull crap about his masters and stuff like that but what kanye doesn't tell people is that you own everything after yeezy you own Yeezy and everything after that. You had a chance to buy your masters back, but you chose to re-up, retool your deal. Not to mention you own half of each good music artist, masters. So with that being said, don't don't try to make it seem like and you fucking Kanye. Yeah, don't yeah. don't try to make it seem like Universal is like screwing you when this is regular business practices. That is the trade-off. Sorry. What it is, is like people, like I always say, people fall into the hype. They don't ever get down to the nitty gritty. They don't ever, people like, okay, y'all know I do video on the side. And it's my problem with most people is they don't want to sit down and do the legal work, the right. business, the paperwork. Because that's important. That's important because no. when it comes, when I don't care who you are when it comes down to a lot of money getting involved people change faces yep. people, money changes people period so that's period. why you have to have your contracts involved you have to have things in writing to protect yourself Facts. and it's just 
especially this new generation, they don't uh-huh. get it at all. They don't get it at all. But I, I tell people now, this just goes to show, and I say this to, and this is not to get on, this is not to get on to uh, Taylor, Swift. Taylor Swift, you know. But I, I tell people, you know, this goes out to all my artists, up and coming artists and stuff like that. At the end of the day, we're in a different age now where you're able to kind of finance your own future. You know, we got the internet, we got all of these, you know, avenues and outlets to be able to get the music out there. Use those to your full potential. But just know if you walk into a label, you're giving up something in order to gain something. So just ask yourself, you know, is the is the upside going to be better, you know? Because I think you look at an artist like Drake. Drake is not complaining about his masters. Why? Because I'm pretty sure Drake is going to buy his masters from Cash Money back very soon. Yeah. I think that he's like, you know what? I'm going to give y'all y'all, you know, six, seven albums. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to quietly do that. I'm going to own everything out the Scorpion, which he do, you know? And and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to get my money up. So I'm going to get my money up, you know, in other ways other than music, merchandise, endorsements, all of that, movies, deals, all of that, cologne, whatever the case may be. I'm going to get my money up that way. And then what I'm going to do in about 10 years, I'm going to come back and I'm going to buy it from you. And I'm going to give you an offer that you can't refuse. All artists should think like this. Yeah. You look at a Chris Brown. Chris Brown owns all his masters. Now. Rihanna does too. Rihanna owns her masters. People wonder, but both of these artists sat down and stayed quiet. And what's it's so almost funny, like it's almost like when you sign a rookie contract. But what's so funny about Rihanna and Chris Brown is that, especially Rihanna, a lot of people tr- dog the fuck out of Chris Brown and Rihanna. But these two artists own a fucking masters. masters Get yeah. out of here, man! Yeah. Get out of here! Yeah. Shout out to Chris doing, Brown. They doing Rihanna. something right. <laughs> they did something <laughs> right. right. Yeah. They because I'm think about it. Rihanna gets compared to a lot of female artists. We already know who the number one is, but we ain't going to say who. Yeah. You know, she gets compared to a lot of artists, but she's the only female artist I know of right now that owns all of her masters. All of them. Rihanna Navy in this bitch. She's the greatest leader ever. <laughs> all right. Meg Thee Stallion uh, disses um, her best friend, Tory Lanez, in a song, and she alleges that Tory Lanez offered to pay her and her best friend for their silence. How y'all feel about that? I, I'm over it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of a, hearing about it. This has been the longest situation. And this is what I keep telling people. For for this shit to be in the news as much as it's been in the news, we still don't know no, what, what the fuck happened. happened. Yeah, we still and it's like, hey, if nobody's going to talk about what happened, can y'all please just shut just, up? For real. Like, stop bringing it up. Because yeah. at this point now, it's just like, I don't even care what happened. Exactly. They it's found like, Tory Lanez not guilty. I'm over it. It's very Call irritating. Very irritating. I got nothing more to say on that. All right. Lil Wayne gets hit with a federal gun. Possession charge uh, with live ammo, and he could be facing up to 10 years in uh, prison. Typical Lil Wayne. I feel like he's been here before. Yeah, typical. I don't really feel bad for him. Wasn't he in, after like, I'm not a human being, he went to jail for something like this, if I'm not mistaken? Wayne went to jail not not too long ago. So, come on, man. Come on. That's that's all I'm going to say on that. All right, uh, I think that's it. Um, 
Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, so Wendy Williams had claimed this is the last one we're gonna do. Wendy Williams claimed that Black China asked her if, to stay with her and that she has no place to live. I don't believe that. Me, yeah, me either. I'm sorry, but your your baby daddy is Rob Kardashian. I just don't see him. I just don't see him nor the Kardashian family letting you, whether they don't like you or not. At the end of the day, that's Kardashian royalty right there. And then, but then too, Black China not even just with Rob Kardashian associated. Yeah, Black China good on her own. She been yeah. good on her. She own. been good. So on it's her like own. I'm just saying. Though, I think that I don't think that he would let his. No, nah, he yeah. wouldn't. He yeah. wouldn't. But we ain't even. You ain't even got to include him. It's just this Black China. Like Black China been having money before. Facts. So it's just like, and you, Wendy Williams? No, no, I don't see that. Wendy just need to. <laughs> Wendy just need to stay in her place. She need to figure her own stuff out because I'm sorry. You you can see her on her show and see that something ain't right. Something is something is going on with Wendy. So my heart goes out to Wendy. You know, I hope that she got people in her camp that really care about her because. I just don't, I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? But, yep, with that being said, we're going to go on ahead and get out of here. We gave y'all a good hour. You know what I'm saying? Listen, if y'all want to find cute, us. Cute, cute. Cute, cute. $40. <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy? I was about to buy something on Amazon, right, mm -hmm. last night. And then so I got to the thing, and it was like $40 or something like that. And I was like, $40? Yeah. <laughs> I said, hell fucking No. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell but no, to no, 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 to no, 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 no. Oh no, yeah, no, no, watch no. Kevin Hart's new stand up. That's it. Yes, yes, yes. I heard it was good. Uh, listen here, if y'all want to find me on social media, Instagram is the Manny Exclusive, Facebook and Twitter is at Manny Exclusive, YouTube is Manny Exclusive TV. Check your boy out. If you want to find me on Instagram, you find me at Moonshine underscore Wilderman. Moonshine underscore Wildman. That's all lowercase. If you want to find me on Twitter, Moonshine underscore Time. All lowercase. If you want to find me on Instagram, you can follow me at Van Bella Media. All right. Good. And if y'all want to find the whole crew, we have an Instagram. It's from LA to Germany. Check us out. All right. Listen here. We love y'all. Okay. Passengers, we have uh, reached our destination. Please come back next week for another flight. Oh, happy Thanksgiving. That's what I want to say before we got out of here. We might not record next week just because it is Thanksgiving weekend. So want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Before we do get out of here, do y'all want to do what we thankful for? I'm thankful for being around y'all. Dang, that was going to be mine. Listen, I'm thankful for uh, prosperity. Um, I'm thankful for uh, realizing my purpose um, and... It's crazy because last year, this time last year, I was going through hell on earth. Still not out of it, you know, but we getting there. But, um, you know, the biggest the biggest thing is God makes no mistakes. And that's what I got to consistently keep reminding myself. God makes no mistakes. Um, and in spite of some of the things that I'm going through or some of the things that I've been through, God continues to bless me. So I'm thankful just for prosperity, for good health staying healthy during this pandemic 
staying, you know, uh, employed during this pandemic, all of those good things. I'm just thankful for that. Thankful for y'all. Thankful for this podcast. Yeah. I'm thankful because I got me a jizzah. I got me a jizzah. <laughs> That's what I'm thankful for. You know what I'm saying? And no, for real, I really naive, am thankful. You feel for, me? I really am thankful for that because I have seen a lot of my friends go through it this year. This year has been hard on everybody. So I'm thankful for having a job and I'm thankful for being alive. And I am thankful for the few people that are surrounded by surrounding me. You know who you are. I fuck with you heavy. So that's what I'm thankful for. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Y'all listen here. Y'all have, y'all have yourself a, y'all have yourself a good, good, good Thanksgiving season. We're going to see y'all after the holidays Go on ahead, grub up on some food, and, and show your love, all right? Show your love. Yo, oh, crap. We didn't do the song of the day. We didn't do none of that. Yeah, you know worry, what? Yeah, At worry. this point, yeah. it's all right. Yeah. Y'all, y'all get it next week. All right. <laughs> this is from L.A. to Germany. We out. All right. Peace. Peace.